It's the ninth day of March. Welcome to the Red Letter Minute. I'm Reggie. It's fantastic being here with you today. We are beginning a new book today, the book of Titus, and a brief synopsis of the book. Um, After the Apostle Paul was released from prison in Rome, He discovered that renegade leaders were preying on the people of the church he had founded in Ephesus. He therefore left his longtime co-worker Timothy in that city with a letter authorizing him to replace these leaders and restore order. A similar situation on the island of Crete required Paul to commission another longtime co-worker Titus to act as his representative there. Paul's letter is addressed to Titus, but it is meant for the larger church as well. He confers his own authority on Titus and instructs him to appoint godly leaders. Paul's description of the false teaching matches that in Ephesus, a combination of selective Jewish observances, such as being circumcised and abstaining from certain foods, and the pursuit of controversial speculations. However, the teaching didn't help people live pure lives. Paul tells the community that the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It is the true message about Jesus that helps God's people live a new kind of life. Paul reveals his plan to spend the winter in Nicopolis, a city on the west coast of Macedonia. It would provide an excellent jumping off point for bringing the gospel to the western part of the empire. He trusts that Titus will help restore order in Crete so he can accompany Paul on this new venture. And so we will begin the book of Titus chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. From Paul, God's willing slave, and an apostle of Jesus, the anointed one, to Titus. I am writing to you to further the faith of God's chosen ones and lead them to the full knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness, which rests on the hope of eternal life. God, who never lies, has promised this before time began. In his own time he unveiled his word through the preaching of the gospel which was entrusted to me by the command of God, our life-giver. Titus, you are my true son in the faith we share. May grace and peace descend to you from God the Father and our Savior, the Anointed One, Jesus. The reason I stationed you in Crete was so that you could set things in order and complete what was left unfinished and to raise up and appoint church elders in every city, just as I had instructed you. Each of them must be above reproach, devoted solely to his wife, whose children are believers and not rebellious or out of control. The overseer, since he serves God's household, must be someone of blameless character and not be opinionated or short-tempered. He must not be a drunkard or violent or greedy. Instead, he should be one who is known for his hospitality, 
and a lover of goodness. He should be recognized as one who is fair-minded, pure-hearted, and self-controlled. He must have a firm grasp of the trustworthy message that he has been taught. This will enable him to both encourage others with healthy teachings and provide convincing answers to those who oppose his message. There are many wayward people, smooth talkers and deceivers, especially the converts from Judaism. They must be silenced because they are disrupting entire families with their corrupt teachings, all for their dishonest greed. A certain one of them, one of their own prophets, said, Those Cretans are nothing but liars, worthless beasts, and lazy gluttons. He certainly knew what he was talking about. For this reason, correct them thoroughly so that their lives will line up with the truths of our faith. Instruct them not to pay any attention to Jewish myths or follow the teachings of those who reject the truth. It's true that all is pure to those who have pure hearts, but to the corrupt unbelievers, nothing is pure. Their minds and consciences are defiled. They claim to know God, but by their actions they deny Him. They are disgusting, disobedient, and disqualified from doing anything good. This concludes our reading for today. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this new day. Thank you for your word today, Jesus. We pray, Father God, that your word would penetrate our hearts, that it would land on good soil in our hearts, taking root and growing up to bear good fruit in our lives for your glory. Father, I pray that you will prune away any branches of our life that are not bearing good fruit. Father God, that you will circumcise our hearts that we might look more like you every day, Jesus. We thank you for your love today. In Jesus' name. Thank you once again for joining me today. It's always a joy to spend this time with you each and every day. And I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow.